The NBA is in full swing. I have now fully gotten used to the virtual fans, but has this man gotten used to it? He is the voice and the face of Sirius XM NBA radio. We talked a lot during the shutdown, and then I kind of moved on from him, but now we bring him back, and that is Justin Termini. Justin, how you been? God forbid you focused on the show instead of watching something in the background on television. I mean, God forbid you did what you're paid to do. Well, that is what I'm paid to do. It's good to have sports on in the background. No, there's a lot going on. Not right now. I mean, you got to wait a couple of hours and the game start. I mean, actually focus on talking and what you're doing. Well, how are you doing this? Because you do a show every day and there's NBA games going on throughout the day, which is something that's still getting used to. You know, the Nets are playing at 2 o'clock, then they're playing at 5 o'clock yesterday. The Pelicans and the Kings playing in the middle of the day, or two days ago that was. How are you getting used to that whole thing? Well, he's doing it earlier in the morning, so now he's on 10 a.m. Eastern time. So um, until the uh, the games start, like going back to the postseason, and they move to the uh, night, I've shifted till earlier in the morning. But, I, you know, if you're going to have me on, I would have thought you would have done the research and understood that. No, I would never do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, course, I wouldn't do that research. Not. Plus, I wanted you to reveal to everybody that those are your new hours. So you're on at 10 a.m. now? 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., yes. Gotcha. Time. Got- what do you think? Because... It was weird at first, especially watching the scrimmages. Now, you know, I'm kind of used to it. I mean, you see those virtual fans. You see the logos that they impose on the court of the the home court sponsorships. You're kind of used to the fact that the crowd isn't going to be electric. How are you feeling right now watching this a few weeks in? Yeah, it feels normal to me. I mean, like maybe the scrimmages, it was a little bit odd. But, I mean, especially with all the, the close games. Like, there's been a bunch of really good games. Now, that yeah. Raptors-Celtics game last night wasn't good. But a lot of them have come down to the wire. I'm just focused on the game. So, it hasn't, hasn't really bothered me at all. I think the quality of play is much better than I expect. Completely. I, I completely agree. And I, and I know we're seeing guys rest. I mean, today, Kawhi Leonard's not going to play. And, you know, teams are starting to gear up for where they are in the postseason. But I think in the early going, JT... The, the play has been better than what it would have been if they were playing in March. It seems like, guys, maybe be just the excitement of playing in the bubble, that there was a lot of great intensity coming out of the gate with some of these games. Yeah, I think the time off is helping them. I think, like, the stakes for some of these teams, like, you know, Portland and Phoenix and all the teams playing for something at the back end. And then also don't take into, you know, don't don't allow it to escape you. Like, they're not traveling back and forth to right. cities, right? I mean, that's got to help their legs a ton as well. All right, let me, let's look at the West because I think this is absolutely fascinating. The Grizzlies got off to that brutal start. They got a big win yesterday, so they've won one game in the bubble. The Trailblazers are 3-1 and one in the bubble. Damian Lillard had that insane performance the other day. A couple of games earlier, Carmelo's making big plays on defense, including that big three. How dangerous, if they can get to the real playoffs, and I'm confident they'll at least be in the playing game at this point, but how dangerous can Portland be in a best-of-seven against the Lakers in your mind? Yeah, I think they're going to get there, too, especially today you got the Clippers resting Kawhi, and I think the reason the Clippers are resting Kawhi is because they think that Portland could be dangerous against the Lakers, right? And they would like yes. to have Portland push the Lakers to, to, the, to the brink. Now, I don't think they'll beat them, but this is a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year, and here's why they're so dangerous to me, Evan. It's not because of Damian Lillard, who, uh, you know, is clearly dangerous, but you know what you're going to get from him. You kind of know what you're going to get from C.J. too, C.J. McCollum, and he gave you 37 in the Game 7 on the road last year. Don't forget in the second round 
round against Denver. So he's capable of it. What surprised me has been Nurkic coming back. I mean, that leg injury was gruesome. He's come back, and he's not only looked like the old Nurkic, he's looked better. I mean, the guy hasn't played for over a year. You know, Gordon Hayward suffered an injury that was kind of similar. Paul George, the same thing. It took him a long time to get back in the swing of it. This guy's averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds, uh, five assists, and about you know three blocks a game. He's looked like an all-star. So if he plays like that, Lillard and CJ, you know what you're getting from them. And Gary Trent Jr. somehow in his second year is averaging over 20 points a game, shooting 60% from three. So, yeah, they could push the Lakers to six games, six hard games, maybe even a seventh game. I see the Lakers winning, but it's not going to be a cakewalk, especially if the Lakers are going to play like they've played thus far, which hasn't been good. I think the Trailblazers, and you mentioned it, what they accomplished last year. I mean, this is a team that was in the Western Conference Finals. I know that didn't go very well. Right now, I think they're better than that team from a year ago, and you hit on the reason why specifically, and that's the health and how well Nurkic is playing. But I think this team is better than the one from last year. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not something. It's because they've added Carmelo, too. And bottom line is Carmelo's like he hit a big shot the other day to give him the win, like in the final minute. Like Carmelo's playing at a high level as well. And Nurkic, like you said, wasn't healthy last year. This year he's healthy. Uh, and plus, they're not going to have any pressure heading into that Lakers series. And here's the other thing. Like the Lakers have kind of been like, and I, I have confidence LeBron can hit the switch and LeBron hasn't been playing well, but they're heading in maybe not as focused as they should be. Whereas the, the Blazers, if they get in, they're going to have to have pushed themselves to the already kind of in playoff mode they can catch the lakers off guard in the first game or two yeah now what do you make because there was certainly a perception and it's probably reality that a part of this format was adam silver in the league's hope of getting the new orleans pelicans into the playoffs and i gotta tell you and i'm, I'm confident you'll agree with me because i just know the way you think their handling yeah. of zion williamson's been absolutely pathetic i mean from the day one from that first game against the jazz where They're going to play him in bursts. Give me a break. He's not even on the court in the final few minutes. To him getting rest days, to the minute restrictions... What do you think about the way they've handled Zion so far? Oh, my God. It's great. He's, he is 20 years of age, okay? And, like, I've been quarantined. I just came back to the East Coast from California, okay? So I've been quarantining, and then I'll go down and I'll visit my family here after that. And I have not left my house for two weeks. I'm 39 years of age. I could go out right now. I could run you five or six miles, okay? <laughs> At 39, my job is to talk, not run. It's to run my mouth, not my feet. I could go out and run six miles right now. He is 20 years of age. He's supposed to be an elite. He's supposed to be arguably the greatest athlete you've ever seen coming out of high school or college and he, he, he can't play more than 14 minutes in an NBA game I, I agree with you I mean so and I guess maybe more shame on him for not staying in shape because as you can tell if you're looking at it he doesn't look good either I mean he can't move his feet he looks chubby uh, and he's getting torched on defense but I mean the best way to get him into shape is by throwing him out there and allowing him to play but there's no way he should be out of shape at the age of 19 20 years of age So right now, when we look at teams and how they've performed in the bubble, there is one team that has not lost a game inside the bubble, and that's the Phoenix Suns. And when you look at the standings, it is still an uphill battle to get into that play-in game. But give me your thought on what the Suns have been able to accomplish winning four straight so far here in this bubble. Yeah, the surprising thing is they're not relying just on Devin Booker either, right? Because the other day he picked up his fifth fall in the third quarter, like midway through the third quarter, and they were able to maintain. The thing that kills you if you're Phoenix is you'd probably be in the postseason if DeAndre Ayton gets suspended for the first 25 games of the year. And I've been around that team a lot, the the, the Phoenix Suns, and talked to Monty Williams a, a ton. I think he's done a fantastic job. And this is what's going to help him moving forward, because I still don't think they're going to get into the postseason, but they can like sort of build that culture. He's done a good job with that. And DeAndre Ayton might like, get selected 
ahead of Doncic. Obviously, you'd prefer to have Doncic, but it could turn into one of those, you know, Hakeem uh, and Michael type of things where not necessarily I'm saying, you know, uh, Aiton's going to be uh, Hakeem Elijah one, but he's so good that, you know, you don't really rep Phoenix for passing up on Doncic. I think he can be that. He's been really good, really, since, uh, you know, the All-Star break. So I don't think they're getting into the postseason, but I think, like, the next three or four years, they can be dangerous, especially when you look beyond those two guys. they got players like Mikhail Bridges, who shut down T.J. Warren the other day, mm. and nobody else could stop. Yeah, right. He's very good defensively. So I like kind of what they're building, even though I haven't seen getting into the postseason this year. Yeah, it's still an uphill battle. We're talking to JT Justin Termini. Do you take, because I think you could say this about a few teams. You mentioned the Lakers and the way they've looked. They're 2-3 and three in the bubble. I know LeBron recently sat. The Bucks have lost two games in the bubble, including that epic loss to my team. And I don't want to hear that Giannis and Middleton didn't play the second half, all right? The Nets were beating them up in the yeah. first half with those two guys on the court. And the Raptors looked great until last night when they got absolutely blitzkrieged by the Celtics. Do you take a lot out of what you've seen from some of these top teams, the Lakers, the Bucks, even the Raptors? Do you... Do you draw much from what you've seen so far in the bubble with these guys? No, I mean, I'd like to get your take. I don't really take too much out of it, other than I'd like to see them sort of get into a rhythm. And I don't take it as serious. Like, I, for like the Lakers, for example, I think that Anthony Davis and LeBron could flip the switch. What would concern me is that Deion Waiters is, is taking the third most shots. Like, if you're relying on Deion Waiters to be your third guy, that's a concern, especially when he hasn't been with the team all season long. Uh, but I'm ultimately not too concerned about the Lakers, the Bucks, the Raptors. The team I'd be concerned concerned a little bit about is the Clippers because the Clippers didn't get any sort of uh, continuity during the regular season, right? right? I and mean, Paul George is injured, then Kawhi's sitting, and then Lou Williams is doing this, Montrose Harrell's doing that. Like, they haven't been in the lot. They, they add Joe Kim Noah, they add Marcus Morris, they add Reggie Jackson. Like, these guys haven't played enough together, so I would have liked to have seen them play a little bit better and, you know, all be in the lineup. Montrose Harrell's still not back. Uh, so a little bit concerned about them, but not with, not with the Raptors, Bucks, or Lakers. All right, what do you think of my team? I mean, I, I'm not having any illusions, JT, that they're going any kind of run, but they have basically no roster, okay? I mean, Karis LeVert, yeah. Joe Harris, but they don't even play in the Milwaukee game. They've beaten the Kings. They've beaten the Wizards. They had the huge upset against the Bucks. What do you make of what uh, my Brooklyn Nets have done so far? Well, in I, I predicted this. When Kyrie said he wasn't going down to the bubble, I mean, look I at the records. Know. I mean, look at the records. When Kyrie doesn't play, they're a better team. When he doesn't play in Boston, better team. When he doesn't play with Brooklyn, better team. He's not down in the bubble. You could take every, you could put me and you out there. As long as Kyrie wasn't out there, we'd improve. So that, that's what I, I put that up to. And again, a great culture. Uh, they look like that team from a couple of years ago when they did have the great culture. But that's well, but here's, here's a key question, because I think that there's this belief that Jacques Vaughn has done such a great job in the bubble, and he has. I'm no disputing that, yeah. that this could lead to him getting the job no. permanently. No. Where no. I, Well, good, because where I push on that, and this is not a knock on Jacques Vaughn. It has nothing to do with him. What does succeeding with the, the completely overachieving G League Nets, what does that have to do with Toronto coach Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? One, to me, has nothing to do with the other. So while what he's doing in Brooklyn in the bubble is great, it's impressive, it's this, it's that, I still don't see what that would have to do with getting the job permanently. Exactly. We'll go back to my team, the Celtics, right? So Brad Stevens can overachieve with a bunch of younger guys, right? But then he gets a superstar in Kyrie Irving, and he couldn't necessarily deal with him. It's two, you know, it's two completely different things. And I don't think that you can take the chance with Jock Vaughn, even though he's done a nice job. 
it's like there's too much at stake next year for Durant to prove that he wasn't riding the coattails of everybody in Golden State. For Kyrie Irving, his reputation has taken a massive hit. You can't afford to throw away like a season or two with an inexperienced coach who's never coached a playoff game. And he's never going to have coached the playoff game up until when they go in this year, but that's not really even, even a playoff situation because the Nets aren't going out there and trying to win a series or two. So I completely agree with you that, hey, he's done a nice job, but it's a lot different coaching guys that are that are G League roster and, you know, you're trying to overachieve with and coaching egos. And we certainly know that KD and Kyrie have that or coaching a team with experience. So I agree with you. He's done a nice job, but you can't give him the job with everything that's on stake in Brooklyn next year. All right. I, I'm a believer that the Bucks will get through the East. I, I'm not a believer that someone's picking him off. But when I look through the Eastern Conference and the Raptors have been outstanding. I mean, Nick Nurse has done a remarkable yeah. job. Miami has done a remarkable job. Eric Spolstra, what he's done there. The Pacers have gotten off to a good start in the bubble. They have all the depot. I don't know about the Sixers right now. The injury to Ben Simmons. The Celtics, your team. Who is that team? First of all, do you think someone knocks off Milwaukee? And who would have the best chance of doing so in your mind? Well, I'd pick the Raptors, uh, but now I'm not feeling so good. If you interviewed me yesterday prior to this game, we held this conversation prior to the game, I would have been you know, boasting about it. Uh, but after they got blown up by the Celtics, I'd be concerned. Now, the issue with Toronto is they don't have that go-to guy down the stretch, right? Yes. Like with Milwaukee, you know, hey, we can go to we can go to Antetokounmpo. You can get his bucket. Even Middleton, uh, you know, is a 50-40-90 averaging over 20 points this year. Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, they can get you a bucket. Miami, you can get a bucket with, uh, uh, with Jimmy Butler. Like, all these other teams in the east have a guy that can get you a definite bucket i'm not sure that toronto can but i love their defense you brought up nick nurse i voted for him coach of the year i think he's been the best coach in the nba uh you know they have the continuity they have the confidence of him done it a year ago so i picked toronto but my one concern with toronto is is that go-to guy in the fourth quarter that can sort of give you 17 points in a tight game down the stretch you know in the final seven minutes of a big game you think the nets can get a game from them assuming the nets hold down to the seven seed no, no, not unless they're unless they're asleep. I mean, you got to you know, there's a difference between them taking a game against the Bucks uh, and you know that's pretty much meaningless to have it. You know, because Toronto's going to want to hey, let's get this over with. We got a long run. We don't want to waste any time. They if they do get a game, then it's embarrassing for Toronto or the Bucks, etc. I'm just curious because it's tough. I'm a diehard fan. You know how it is, and I I know it's not about this year. I know it's about next year with Durant and your guy Kyrie Irving. But as a competitor, you want to win. You know, you go in every game hoping to get a win. I was I was pumped up after they beat the Bucks. I don't care what Buddha holds that. How sad of an existence to sit there and be pumped up. And I follow you on Twitter, Evan, and I saw that you were you were rather excited, and I thought well, to myself, I said, I? that's very sad. That is very why sad. Why is that sad? This much enjoyment out of a meaningless win. JT, it was the biggest upset in an NBA regular season game in 27 years. I don't think I got that excited about when I was at the Boston Garden, maybe about, what was it, 2002, and the, the Celtics were trailing the Nets by 20 points, 23 <laughs> points heading into the fourth quarter, and they came back and they won. I was in attendance at that game. I don't think I was excited after that one as you were after this meaningless well, first game of all, it's three not or four like, days ago. Gee, it's not like I was having a party in my house. It was enjoyable. It's what sports is all about. You want to see your team win, you know? I you hold it. What should have I done? Should have I just said, "Who cares? No big deal. Doesn't matter." Should I even watch these games then? Well, you 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 watch the Bucks games. You watch the Raptors games. The Celtics games. You watch the games that uh, you know. I'm have, a uh, fan you know, they... of the Nets. You don't watch your favorite team play. Nick fans shouldn't watch their team play when they play. 
Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of tough. I mean, you forgot <laughs> who you are. You have completely <laughs> forgotten did. who you are. I, mean, I grew up a Yankee fan and a Celtic fan. I grew up not with a silver spoon, a gold spoon. I haven't <laughs> forgot where I where I came from. <laughs> but I mean, you, whatever, whatever. You, by the way, you're right. I don't think they're taking any games from Toronto. But it doesn't stop me from getting really revved up for every playoff game, hoping that Karis Levert goes for fifty. How about the fact that and they flashed this on the net broadcast? How about the fact? that there have been five NBA players to score 50 or more and win in Boston against the Celtics. Wilt, Elgin Baylor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, and Karis LeVert. Your thoughts? Well, I love LeVert. I think he can be that like third guy. I mean, it doesn't matter what I think. It's right. What does Kyrie Irving think? What does Kevin Durant think? Because they can get rid of him in a trade this offseason. But like that is the fun part about being the Nets fan right now is at least you have like young guys that you can root for. That's what made the team so fun last year, right? As you can say, all right, well, I can envision LeVert turning into this or Spencer right. Dinwiddie turning into that. So I, I love that. What's your uh, finals prediction? I got Toronto in the in the Lakers with the Lakers winning. So, wow. uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, I always have the worst case, especially in 2020. But I'm always, I cannot stand LeBron, so I do not want LeBron to win. Uh, so that's, I think that probably has something to do with why I picked the Lakers. If you just said on paper who's the best team, I would say the Clippers. But I think like they just lack so much chemistry and it's so hodgepodge uh, that I can't go there. So I'm going Lakers over the Raptors. Should be fun. Great talking to you, JT. Keep up the good work, man. Yeah, and I'm rooting for me to be wrong. So, all right, go back to watching television now. Thank you, JT. I settled on Sports Center in the background. Justin Termini, by the way, of Sirius XM NBA Radio. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net.